0: Now our our whole consulting leg branch, whatever you want to call it, doesn't. That that's not going anywhere. There's no way. It's yeah. It's, we're, it's we're,
1: basically stalled at this point. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no. Oh, is that Are what you, you were saying? To... No, no. I, th- I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying that it just wasn't going anywhere anymore. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 84, recorded
2: Thursday, November 16th, 2017. On this episode, the guys talk about video game loot crates, PHP IDE, then John and Eric discuss their involvement with
0: Donation Match, and so much more. Let's get started. In 1949, English author George Orwell wrote a novel of a super state, which was in perpetual war. A war of the... A World of Omnipresent Government Surveillance and Ruled by Big Brother. This book was called 1984. 35 years later, in the year 1984, based on the book of 1984, Apple releases the famous Apple Macintosh commercial, which ran during Super Bowl 18. This is PHP Ugly, 84, the Inner Party Edition.
1: That's did you, the you forget the name of our podcast for a second?
0: I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had to do the I had to do the intro to Larachat Chat today, and I I almost said Lera Chat Ugly. I was like right there. <laughs> it was right on the tip of my tongue, saying Larry Chat Ugly instead of Larry Chat Live. Okay, here's a fun fact. Everybody, I, I I was amongst this when I say that. Always assume that that Apple. I, I was always under the impression that that Apple Macintosh commercial that was based on Orwell's 1984 book only ran one time during the Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl 18. Fun fact that it didn't. It actually first ran December 31st, 1983. And they did it and they ran it at the last possible moment so that it was eligible for um, awards, the 1983 uh, advertising awards. So it actually ran before the Super Bowl, but it, w- it was in a very limited market. Not a lot of people, not a lot of people saw it. And the, of course, the big reveal was the the Super Bowl. Uh,
2: I'm not so that's, familiar with
0: it. You are familiar with the you lying bastard. The 1984 Macintosh commercial, where the woman's running with the hammer and she throws it at the screen. I was. Eight. I don't know
1: what you're talking about. You know history. Dude, Stop it. It. Set, it set the tone for computer advertising for the next thirty He's years. He's
0: messing with you. Okay, I know you and I are both Mister Robot fans, Thomas. Oh yeah. Have you been watching Mister Robot?
1: Very much so. Just in fact, just finished up the latest episode.
0: My question next to you is Have you been watching Mr. Robot legally or have you been doing your little torrent downloads? I don't torrent. Okay. Have you been watching Mr. Robot legally?
2: <laughs> you're trying to get him to, to incriminate himself. Okay. On Le- the let, air. Me a-
0: let me ask this another way. I'm going somewhere with this. <clears throat> you need to trust me on this. I'm your friend. This is a safe place. <laughs> the version of Mr. Robot you're watching, does it have commercials? No, okay. This is really weird. I've been watching Mr. Robot this whole season, and all season long, they've been running little uh, eCorp commercials during the commercial breaks. So I, I would be fast forwarding through commercials, and all of a sudden, I see an eCorp thing. I'm like, "Oh crap! The show started, and it's a eCoin eCoin commercial. It's an yeah. eCoin commercial that they have embedded." with the regular show. So the whole the whole season they've been like hiding these little commercials in. Well, the latest show, last night's show, had a very strong showing. Now I don't <coughs> think this is part of the sh- part of the show, but had a very strong showing of commercials for the new Firefox. And it was very hmm. focused on uh, on us. Like it realized who was watching this show. So it talked a lot about security and and uh, privacy and, you know, all the features of the new... And the new Firefox had just come out this week. Like, I want to say it just came out like Monday or Tuesday.
1: Two, two days ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they had all these... I, there must have been... I know for sure there were two commercials. I want to say there were three. And there may have even been more. And they were they were high-quality, good commercials. So I thought that was... it it always is like the whole firefox thing has always been weird to me because in one of the commercials they they allude to the fact of hey don't use a browser that's going to make money off you by marketing i'm like okay so what's your angle because i i'm definitely of the of the thought we've talked about it before if you're not paying for it if you're not paying for the product then you are the product. Well, yeah. Right? But I mean, for, we've for had Mizz, this conversation. For
2: Mozilla, though, they're nonprofit, so they're not they're not trying to make yeah. money off of you.
0: You, you don't think they, they, so? They just they just get money through whatever means they get money donations, mm-hmm. grants, whatever, and they're just making this product out of the goodness of being good citizens.
2: Friend of the show, Chris Hartjes, grumpy programmer. Don't know if he's friend of the show. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah.
1: that. He is. <laughs> no, no, he is. He, yeah. <laughs> Works for right. Mozilla. And actually just
2: tweeted about it recently. And was talking about how the how they are non-profit. They're not, they're not trying to make money off of us.
1: Yeah, and to be clear, non-profit doesn't mean that the company isn't going to make money for the people that work for the company. It just means that the company is not going to hold money. Right.
0: Right. I thought that was... Cool. I am so happy to see Firefox back in the game.
1: The I am, to take too. take a long break. But the conversion process for me is going to be tough if I'm going to switch over.
0: Now, it's funny. I was a hardcore Firefox user back in the day when Google announced Chrome. And I told all my friends, I, I don't see Chrome ever gaining any traction. We have Firefox. We had Opera at the time. We had IE, which was killing it at the time. I'm like, I have no room in my life for another browser. I'm not interested in another browser. I will never, never use Chrome. Of course, I end up using Chrome. It becomes really the only browser I use for years. So I'm in the same boat. It's like, I'm not sure what would actually send me over the edge to go back to Firefox. Not that I'm resisting it. I've had a Firefox browser open in my, um, on my desktop for about two months now. I don't I forget what triggered me to start Oh, I know what triggered me. Uh they came out with a mobile version that was all uh privacy. I forget what it's called. Um uh what what is the mobile version? Anyways, they came out with the mobile version that that was all privacy. It doesn't save any of your sessions or anything like that. I'm like, "All right, this is this is awesome." And I ended up uh installing it on my desktop again. So, and then of course, this big release came out. I haven't noticed, I'm not sure what the big difference is between the version that was released today and the one the releases that they've had for the last couple of months. Firefox Quantum. has a very quick...
1: Re-
2: the the, the speed, a new is, speed is supposed to be so, amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a whole new core. Speed is pretty quick.
0: Yeah, speed is pretty quick. The, the, Oddly the, enough... The only
2: thing good. that's going to get you to, to change, really, in my opinion, is the developer tools. That, that's what keeps me on Chrome more than anything.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. got me into Chrome in the first place was DevTools and Firebug. Because No before...
0: Firebug Firebug was on Firefox right. first.
1: What are you talking about? It was.
0: That that was the thing that's, that was that yeah, was yeah. why I was you're right. hanging with Firefox for so long.
2: Mm-hmm. But then the, the Chrome mm. DevTools just
1: surpassed it.
0: Yeah, you're you're right there. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, with the network analytics and with the automatic detection for optimizing the site and element yeah. inspection and editing live live CSS editing. Yeah. And nowadays,
2: if you're a uh, YouTube TV user that only works in Chrome, which shocks the hell on me that they would restrict it, but Chrome has restricted it. So that's another, that might be a reason not to use Chrome. What do you mean? You can't use... What are you saying? You you can't watch YouTube TV on Firefox. When you you try to go there, Hmm. you have to watch this in Chrome.
1: That seems anti-competitive.
0: Holy crap. Do you remember that? Does that not harken back to the days of you need IE to to view this site? Mm -hmm. I I remember that happening all the time. Mm -hmm.
1: There are still local banks, local banks that do that. Like if you see small town banks and go to their websites, they'll still say you're not using Internet Explorer. So oddly enough,
0: YouTube was one of the things that I've been having problems with on Chrome. I'll watch a YouTube video for about a minute or two, and then my Chrome will beach ball for about 20 seconds. The audio will continue to go, but the video won't won't advance. I was like, okay, well, let me let me start shifting things back over to Firefox. And YouTube, for me, I don't know if there's a configuration issue I have or something, but for me, YouTube almost doesn't work in Firefox. Like it is so choppy, it, the quality is so bad. When I pull up the quality in Chrome, I'm getting like the high resolution, you know, 4K videos, and I go over to Firefox, and it's Humble choppy. Brag. It's the it's. I, I don't. I don't know. It's, since I, I, it's got to be unique to me because I'm sure a lot of people would be complaining about it. since the new version of it.
2: Firefox, or mm-hmm. you talk, you going back yeah. a
0: week? No, it, it's been since since the new version. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It must be something. And of course, you know, I'm the I'm the I, I I have limited myself with Firefox, but I'm the I'm the junkie for the extensions. You know, I'm immediately looking for my Vim extension in Firefox and all the all the extensions that that I enjoy. You seem so to be having that, that issue not, in, not
2: just in browsers but IDEs as well. Too many plugins and it slows your whatever yeah. IDE I'm, you're a I'm a junkie. I'm a junkie for
0: that. Yeah, we had this conversation this morning, didn't we? And I did find I did find the issue. I was right; oh, really? it was the code. scene. The vi- visual. I was telling John this this morning. Actually, I wasn't telling John because he he does nothing but yells he at me. Doesn't care. Yeah, uh, he doesn't care at all. Yeah, I was telling another developer, uh, David, uh, that uh, my I've been looking more and more into Visual Source Code, uh, and uh, I've been you know tweaking it out and, and making it where I like it and. But I'm having—I was having a real problem with one of the with my Vim plugin was actually taking a very long time to load when I launched it.
1: You mean Visual Studio?
0: Yeah. Is that—is that what I said? You said Visual. It's source. A visual,
1: visual Source Code.
0: Oh, sorry, Visual Studio code. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I got that worked out. It's uh, and then of course today, John, John, me, Larry, Cast, Jeffrey, Way, released a whole series on uh Visual Studio Code That's the reason
2: I'm not going to use developers. it cuz he's promoting it.
1: Is that why? No. <laughs> Something's something weird is going on. Why? What? Because what he he released like 8 hours of Visual Studio tutorials for free. Yesterday, Visual Studio announced Live Share as part of their new code platform which is like a, a co-working or or pair partner, partner. Pair, programming. P- p- a pair programming tool. It's it's a marketing. It's a giant marketing push. I'm sure and, don't uh, Jeffrey, you, don't, you
0: don't think you don't think Jeffrey Way is involved with some sort of marketing. Why would person. he not? Right, do. he, just, he, does, he does this. He does this for all of the editors. He's, no, he he's done it for Storm. Where, where Dude, he takes an eight takes a full hour, day? Eight hour dump day? in one day. It's not. It's not eight hours. First off, you're exaggerating again. I've wa- I wa- I've already <laughs> watched the whole series. Go ahead, pull it up, son. It ain't eight hours.
1: Okay, just because you didn't work today doesn't mean it wasn't eight hours.
0: It wasn't eight hours. Pull it up. Anyways, he's done. He's done the same series for Sublime. He's done the same series for Storm. He's done the same series for Vim. He just records they them all and, re- and releases them. Somebody said that the one today was free. Yeah, I don't know if they're all free, but uh, they said that the one he released today was was free. Yes,
1: not the not the one, because I saw like eight tweets today about each release. Like each,
0: the 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 series is free. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what I'm being told. So what we we've got one we got seven minutes we got three we got three we'll call that ten minutes five minutes five minutes twenty minutes. Three minutes, six minutes, uh, twenty nine, two minutes, we'll call that two minutes, two, we'll call that three minutes. Yeah, we're not we we're, we're not even close to eight hours. Oh that that one gets down to ten minutes. I don't know. I, I there's there's too many numbers here. I would have to I would have to do the math real fast.
1: Well, I can tell you he didn't do it on the cheap. I mean it wasn't no, like I
0: said, I've watched the series. It's a good series. And and he he does the whole uh X
1: debug, uh X debug talk and I mean Okay, so eat? seventeen seventeen lessons.
2: If you search for Visual Studio, it doesn't even come up in Laracast. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, it's not it's not showing up until you log in.
2: Oh, uh, if you go to series, it's the first one on there.
0: See you get me you got me two fifty two three zero zero one thirty four see. It's not eight hours.
1: It's no. It's a solid hour of. of yeah, filming. yeah.
0: I, I would definitely give it a, a probably a couple hours. I think it's probably like two hours, two two maybe three hours. I don't know, but, but I mean, there's there's a lot of content there, and, and some some great. I mean, it does the 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 visual. So this this is the conversation I had with John earlier, and, and one of the reasons why I always find first thing I like I like looking at all these tools. I, I dig it. Like I like seeing what tools are people are using and, and what they feel like when I use it and if I like them. Visual Studio Code is hands down the closest and most functional uh, implementation of an editor that I've seen that closely matches what PHP Storm does. As far as being able to, to click on like a like a method name and you know going to see where that method is defined. Um, Are we sponsored now? The defug piece. It's just – so the the conversation I had with John is I always feel it's kind of my duty to have – yeah, I said duty. What's up? You got a problem (laughs) with that? It's kind of my duty to be able to have like a a set of tools so when new people come to me who want to learn PHP – I can tell them, hey, go go download this tool. This is a good tool. It'll take you a long ways. And it needs to be something that doesn't cost anything. You know, I think we as professionals, it's easy for us to use Storm. And I would still recommend to this day, if you're making money out of developing in PHP, then invest in Storm. There's no reason not to. It's The, the price isn't that high. It's not like thousands of dollars. It's not one of those tools that's a... Think 100 bucks or whatever a year yeah, or go
1: to a meetup where they give it away
0: yeah so if you're making money off php then invest invest in your tools if you're not and you're you're learning php you're a student you're you're a hobbyist this it, it, this is hands down going to be my go-to recommendation for people now and if this series is free i'm going to point them right to this series i'm like Watch this guy configure it the way he has it configured, and you're awesome. Because keep in mind, Visual Studio Code is not designed specifically for PHP. It's made for any language. So Jeffrey Way walks you through how to configure it for PHP and get a lot of functionality out of it. So yeah, you, are you are you
1: calling me a sellout now too? What's up? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. And giving you the finger? Were you not paying attention? My problem
2: is I just don't have time to try all these tools. I don't know how you how you bounce around so much. It's like I could either spend time looking at this or I could spend time doing something else.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's re- a thing of. I recall, try them all. but if
0: you're working, I recall, I recall a certain individual, uh, uh, a person I know yet, nay, a friend of mine, giving me a hard time about telling him to try php storm he's like oh, f- oh fuck that i'm a vim user I, vim does everything i need i don't need a i don't need a tool like php storm that's what i i call you that every day john because uh, oh you know... me? <laughs> me and i i, I drug <clears throat> him kicking and st- screaming to try php storm and now look at him he there's no other... There, there can't be anything else.
2: No, there
1: can't be. be I, just, I, don't,
2: I don't give myself the time to try all the tools.
1: To be fair here, you, you said that you spent a good portion of your time today making Microsoft's Visual Studio into Vim.
0: Uh, not what I so said at all. <laughs> I, you're, you're I not even said that. <laughs> you're not
1: even adopting a new editor. You're just going through all of the editors and converting them into Vim. Right. No, using no, the Vim plugin that is, is way that is different. Hands-
0: I, I, I've always said that for me to even look at an editor, it has to be able to adapt to my Vim workflow because that's that's where I get my productivity from. If I can't get my Vim bindings working in it, then that, that's one of the reasons why I kind of abandoned Atom. Uh, there's a couple of Vim bindings I can't get to work in it the way I wanted it to work. So I'm like, okay, I don't have time for this anymore. But yes, the Vim for me... Is a must, Is the first thing I have to do. It has to be. I have to get my Vim bindings working. Otherwise, I can't use it.
2: I agree. I mean, if you spent any amount of time coding in pure Vim before having an editor, you would understand that it's hands down the the best way. In my humble opinion, the best way to code having having those Vim and key, I, keystrokes and everything. I would
0: I would draw your attention to episode four. Runtime of three minutes and forty-seven seconds. Vim key bindings goodness from Jeffrey Way. He explains to you how to do it in Visual Studio Code.
2: We so, need a, we need and our and own and we need our own Lyricast promo code so we can make a little
1: cheddar off of this.
0: We're I, co- just, I just constantly pushing to renew to the Lyricast. team account. I know. I just I think, had to re- renew the team account too.
1: I think if we contact either Jeffrey or or. Uh, taylor we're asking for trouble
2: yeah i think they have a restraining we're, we're order on against the... us we're not allowed to contact them
1: yeah we're on the blacklist with them
2: <laughs> so we had a, a meetup last night eh, nobody created a column for this show we call
0: that a, we call that a meetup
2: we're calling it... so i'm gonna call out norm if he happens to listen to our show
0: he
2: <laughs> <laughs> Norm, so we had our Laravel meetup last month, and we're trying to figure out what to do for November. And we we said we moved it up a week, but we're and we told everybody we were combining the the SDPHP and the San Diego Laravel group back into one. We're only gonna have one meetup a month, and we're trying to figure out what to do in November. And Norm says, "Oh, we should do a social hour," and he even recommended the place we went to. Did not RSVP and did not show.
1: <laughs> Excellent Yeah Yeah. So we you ended warm. up
2: We ended up warm. with our, <laughs> We ended up with our normal Dago Dev clan and then a, a handful of other people The surprise was One of our present, Past presenters, Daryl Kuhn Amazing presenter If anyone, if he Applies for a call for papers Take him Fantastic presenter showed up and it was just great catching up with him. Cause we haven't seen him in a long time.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we'll see more of him.
2: He, he says he's going to try to get back out. So hopefully, but I thought it went went pretty well. Just kind of hanging out with, with friends
0: before we move on too far uh, off the editor topic. Uh, Thomas, you mentioned uh visual studio code announcing their, um, their studio uh, live share, which is uh, a pair programming implementation. It's not deployed yet as it works very much like Google docs. So you're not doing a screen share. It, it works like Google docs where you see multiple people's cursors and you know, they see the code. What's cool about this. I, I saw the presentation from Microsoft is that whatever themes and plugins you have enabled on your version. Is what's being used to interact with the code from your side, so the the experience is, is your your editor looks exactly the same. Um, I thought that was cool, but we also want to make mention. We talked a little bit about Atom. Atom ha- does have that released now, so they call it uh, what do they call it teletype teletype, teletype. yeah teletype for Atom, and uh, you know I I I checked it out. It, it's kind of cool. I mean. You, we we had a conversation this morning about how this is working like who's hosting what because there's there's clearly some sort of hosting going on uh in order for this to happen I'm not sure how what that functionality I would be really curious to find out what that functionality is I know with the Atom implementation you have to um log in through GitHub and uh so you log in and this is through the TeleType interface so I think, I think I even logged into GitHub with Adam at some point. But this was a separate login. You've got to enable the permissions. Uh, and then, uh, then of course, it just creates these random tokens for you. So you, you say you want to share uh, a pairing session with somebody. You create a random token, and you send it to them. And they log in, and, and they're able to see it. So I'm kind of curious how it seems to be a feature that first thing is so weird that both Adam and Microsoft release this feature so close together it's like come on somebody's watching someone but th- this is this has become my number one feature request from storm now it's like and especially from a business tool like PHP storm we, we talked about if you're making money with PHP this is the tool you use pair programming is such an important piece of the, the development life cycle these days. I, I really hope JetBrains takes notice and says, Hey, yeah, you know what? We're doing this.
2: So when it was brought up this morning I started doing some research. It was requested from JetBrains back in two thousand five. And there is a plug in for it, but it's using a paid service. So you can you can do it, but it's not through JetBrains itself. You have to pay for it. And maybe that's why they haven't it, implemented it. Because it's it's and available. it wasn't cheap either. Yeah, no, it wasn't cheap. Fifteen dollars a month.
0: Yeah.
2: And I don't know if if everybody involved in the session has to pay for that, or just the person that's doing the like the primary sharing has to. Once I saw you had to pay that's for a good it, question. It, it's okay. public. It's free. Private. You have to pay. And once I saw that, I was like, eh, I'm not even going to bother. Moving forward, so I haven't even tested it out to see how well it works.
0: Especially when you have it with these free tools now. Why would you? If you need to do a pair programming session, you just fire up some Visual Studio Code and share it that way, or or some Atom. You know. And so I really hope I hope JetBrains does an implementation that it, it becomes part of that platform. It'd be nice. Yeah.
2: So we we kept keeping referring to this morning. We did a lot of talking. And it turns, we're recording on Thursday, Thursday mornings, we do a co-working session from a local crepe place called Holy Crepe in Poway. And somebody mentioned, we got to talking about where some of us co-work from. And a lot of us, you know, just go straight to Starbucks, right? Sure. Yeah. Most consistent Wi-Fi. We have lots of other places we've tried. Wi-Fi sucks. Uh... Somebody brought up the thought of, well, what about having some sort of site where you can go and see where other people are co-working from? And, Eric, I think you were actually walking out when you said, oh, we should, that's the service we should provide. Mm
0: -hmm. Right? I said that would be a fun project to build, yeah.
2: Yeah. I started doing research, and there's actually one already done. It's called workfrom.co. Damn it! Yeah. Yeah.
0: Work WorkFrom. Co. Yeah, that's it,
1: your
2: mystery card. Yeah, it, it, it's actually it's a pretty nice interface. I added the crepe. Oh,
0: I, I've I, I've actually been here before. <laughs> yeah, I added I
2: added the crepe shop on there because we were sitting there. It's it's interesting because as soon as you say you clock in, you say I'm working from this place, it does a speed test and it uploads it to the site so you can see what kind of speeds you can expect from that facility. You can put in public or private co-working locations. And then it's really nice as you're trying to find a place, you can say, I need these features. I need outlets. I need uh, free Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Look or at that. Or my favorite, I need alcohol. <laughs> so you're trying to find a co-working <laughs> place that you, you want to have a beer at.
0: I see your holy creep. You didn't add a picture. Are you are you able to log in and add pictures, or yeah. can anybody edit it?
2: I think anybody uh, I can edit it.
0: Si- I, can, I have to sign up for this now. I don't think I, I don't think I created an account. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to have here. to
2: get in on this too.
1: This so, is great.
2: Yeah, it's super convenient. So it's worth checking out. I don't know how they're making money. I don't know if you, there's paid levels, and I don't know what that gets you if there are. But just thought I'd mention it.
0: I want, want to claim or add a space. Uh. Yeah, That's so the cool.
2: the owner like, so when you add a new location, they ask you for the owner's information, so that they can contact them. And you know, I'm sure there's there's something they're trying to do there. But LG wasn't available for me to get his email address.
0: LG's a good guy. Yeah, we got uh, we were talking about today. We've gotten lucky with a couple of places. So one of the places that John and I first started co working from. Was a was a place on the coast here in San Diego, and it was like it was like the ideal coffee shop co work location. It, it was in it, it might have been a chain, but it didn't look like a chain. You know, it, it had a. It wasn't a Starbucks. Socket.
2: It was smaller.
0: Yeah, it was op- It was very open. My my hands down most favorite place to work from, but of course they go out of business, and they close, and so we're around Starbucks now. But this place that John's talking about is close to my house. It's actually local, and I had walked in there one morning, and uh, LG, the guy who owns the place, was just opening it up. I, I mean, he might have been open for a week, and uh, I said, "Hey, uh, do you have Wi-Fi?" He goes, "No, no, no Wi-Fi." And I'm like, "If you get Wi-Fi, I'll bring you business." He goes, "Okay." He says I was going to get Wi Fi. I'll get Wi Fi. Come back in a week, and so I I come back in a week. I'm like, do you have Wi Fi? He's like, yeah, I got Wi Fi. So now every since then we've been we've been we've had our little co working pair programming session there once a week, and we, there, there have been times where we've had like a lot of people there. So it's been it's been nice. I mean it's it's. It's a it's a nice we have a nice little setup because they know we're coming there every Thursday so they kind of there's a corner of the restaurant that they set up for us they bring us you know when we get there the coffee is there for us already It's they they it's put fun. a
2: carafe of coffee on the table for us they don't do that for anybody else they they move tables together knowing we're gonna be there yeah it's pretty awesome and, and they've got and, really and good Wi Fi <laughs> and they know our order I don't we don't have to order anymore It's like you want. Your usual?
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm done. Seven he, Irish I, coffees.
0: He just looks at you and he goes, Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. we're ready.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he knows sometimes we walk
2: in there and we're like super stressed because there's something really bad going on. He waits <laughs> until we're available.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, so. They're good people. The Holy Crepe in Palway, California. If, you, if you're ever in the area, look them up. They got great Wi Fi and good, well, cr- good crepes.
1: Yep. I, I hate to derail you guys and I'm sort of embarrassed that I have to, but you guys are burying the lead on the big news this week. Yeah, we're not burying any
0: well, Yeah, no, he's right. Wait, 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 wait. What big news are you talking about?
1: Well, I I don't work for Diego Dev. <laughs> so I ca I, I would feel wrong spilling the beans. Oh
2: yeah, there's no card for this. I'm s I'm shocked that neither one of us put a card up.
1: I was going to. Oh do yeah, it. no, I'm. Just... I'm so shocked that neither of you put up any cards this week. It's put, amazing. We
2: come up. <laughs> we both put up two cards.
1: How many do I have? Oh, ten.
2: No.
0: So ask Seven. ask me how excited I am about this as I hit my mic.
2: How excited I are you? That.
0: I am so excited. Finally... We
1: teased about this a couple weeks back and the week after that and the week after that and the
0: week before that there were that, lawyers involved that. trust me we weren't happy about it but there were lawyers going back and forth about contracts and, and, spe- and speaking and of and which shares. I,
2: Eric I meant to talk to you about about this before we started <laughs> like <laughs> what level we can talk about <laughs>
0: i am i'm, I'm I, let's spill let's bill i'm i'm spilling the beans i'm good with it i what, mean we what? we've
2: spilled yeah. it on we spilled it on twitter we just can't get into obvious
1: so donation details. match what is donation match guys yeah. since you apparently can't say the words eric eric and i
2: have a vested interest now in donationmatch.com a great website for matching nonprofits with companies that have product that they want to donate to nonprofits. And we we've, we've been talking with them for what over a year now just kind of casually and finally came to some sort of agreement.
0: Yes, it is what I call a software as a service with a cause. I I I copyrighted that. Software <laughs> as a service with a cause. So uh that is that's been That is embarrassing. I don't, would not admit to that.
1: that. You can't
2: copyright that. <laughs> you can trademark it though.
0: Uh, I've trademarked it. Yes, I did that. No, we are so excited about it. So it means a couple things for Diego Dev. Uh, one, we have a product now, or, or we have part of a product. So we have a reason to you know try to make something successful that that has a return for us, which is which is good. I mean, we always feel that way with everything we do with all our clients, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we always kind of feel like what our clients do
2: if, if they're successful we're successful right but there's a little bit right. of a so difference with if they're successful we make money <laughs> like
0: right like like this yeah. this is the first time like they can't fire us like they can't cancel their contract you know <laughs> we're part of that company
1: now that that's the most exciting part, part for Eric is that he can't be fired <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't know how long I've worked for that <laughs> and what's that's, really cool is the uh, there there, are there are two great people behind it, um, uh, Renee and Daryl. Uh two two you know, fabulous people. But Daryl I thought
1: you were just gonna say your own names. <laughs> Eric and John. <laughs> they're great people.
0: So so Daryl has been somebody we've been a fan of for a long time. And we had we had kind of floated the idea of, of him doing some work for us for a while and he was like, No, no, yeah, I'm working on this thing, I'm I'm part of this this uh, donation match and and this went on for a while, and finally, he got to the point where he's like, "Okay, um, you know, I, I'm I'm open to some work." So he he came and started doing some work with us for uh, a while. I mean, it's been over a year. He he's been pretty much like full time with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and like John says, you know, we always knew like he was a talented developer. Because we saw what he was doing with donation match, and so we we were always kind of our you know ear to the ground on, on the topic, saying, "Hey, you know, if there's anything you need with donation match, you know, let us know. We'd like to we'd like to have some sort of involvement with it." Um, so finally, we you know after a year of, of badgering him, we broke him down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, the, the other thing know, is, we th-
2: we knew that we could lose him, like donation match. Was his his baby so,
0: and he was always very clear about that. Right,
2: yeah. that if something happened, he's gonna work there and not with us. So, it just the stars aligned, and we were able to to make something happen.
0: Yeah, there a, a great opportunity came up, and Daryl came to us and said, "Hey, you know this is happening," and we're like, "Okay." We really want to be part of this, and like John said, everything just lined up just perfectly, and uh, we were able to able to make it happen. I, I am just ecstatic. I'm beside myself on this because I really feel like it's kind of like the next level. I mean, John will tell you I, I've been just bitching and moaning for years of we need a That's product. We need all to, he does. It, it's not <laughs> like we don't have a shortage. It's not like we don't have we have a shortage of ideas. John and I have a. a a whole list of service ideas that if we had the time to develop, I think some of them could actually make money, but we don't. I mean, it was, it's this whole chicken and egg scenario, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we don't have any time to develop this stuff.
2: We have clients that so, pay us to work. So we have to work for them to pay the bills <laughs> Right. and there's no shortage of so that, work there.
0: To finally get ahead of that and, and to to get a now our, our whole consulting leg branch, whatever you want to call it, doesn't that that's not going anywhere. There's no way it's Yeah, it's we're, it's we're... basically
1: stalled at this point. What <laughs> what? what? No. Oh, is that Are what you, what you were saying? With... No, not no. At all. I, th- I thought you were saying. I thought you were no. saying that it just we're, wasn't going anywhere st- anymore. We're
0: still actively taking on jobs, act- actively <laughs> looking for for new uh, new clients, and uh, very happy with the clients we have. So that's it's all. A... That's all. Not changing. Yeah,
2: it's not like this announcement like changes our entire business model. It's just a new addition that we're super excited about moving forward. That,
1: see, you guys. Every time this comes up, every time Donation Match has come up, you guys have made it a point to say that. Like, this changes nothing, don't worry anybody, we're still doing what we do. Like, are you guys really concerned that there's an impression that you're changing, business, like pivoting business models? Well,
0: I mean, people who don't know the details might think, why wouldn't they think that?
2: When we start just, I mean, we're glowing about this opportunity, and it's... One of our clients, if they happen to listen to the show, which I doubt any of them do, please don't th- their impression could be oh shit they're they're changing business models, and so we need to we need to find some way to replace them because they're going to be leaving sometime soon, and that's just not the case. Mm.
1: No, you just have to pass more because we're busier.
2: No, that's not the case if you're listening we, we didn't
1: say that either <laughs> <laughs> we did
0: that. Thomas
2: like, does not represent I... Diego Dev in any way. <laughs>
1: Right, no, I prefaced this whole thing by saying I don't work for Diego De. <laughs> well, I am I'm wearing the shirt.
0: Are we all wearing shirts? That's awesome. I'm not. I'm not really so, wearing shirt. super super happy. I I'm, I'm so happy we can talk about it now and it's even though I posted already on Facebook and Twitter, you know, they they're doing an official press release on it and it's kind of just kind of really cool stuff. Um donation match if you're curious check them out it's it's uh and, and you know you can sign up and give us money that would be good too
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first charity is you guys
2: <laughs> not really but let's go with that sure <sighs> what else have you been, guys been up to this
0: week we yeah, had larry chat today it was weird uh tj miller and myself were like the only two on layer chat for like the first 10 minutes and then finally sean joined but uh we had a good conversation about apis um so if you're if you're into laravel and api development check out the the latest layer chat I, i've got to actually get that one posted but uh but yeah besides that just plugging along
2: tell I'm us gonna...
1: what about yourself
2: I was going to say, I have another question. I have a question specifically for Thomas. Okay.
1: okay. So that's, that's what I was waiting to hear. Because John, out of the two of you, is the one that cares about my opinion. So I, 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 do, I knew it was coming towards me. I, I do it's care.
2: Perfect. I want to I know how you deal with distractions. Like, we work from home. How do, Especially how
0: do you, your line of business. Oh, how, God.
2: No. So you work from home. How do you deal with distractions like maybe your wife or
1: kids coming in and bothering you when you're trying to work? Well, recently actually I've been looking at co-working locations. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> it's Hey, John, you don't know this, but um, teenage the the teenage thing it hits like a, a truck. It's uh-huh. It's amazing. You cannot be prepared for the chaos, the the absolute and and ridiculous stereotypical like that's the thing that always gets me is how stereotypical my kids sound everything they say is just like please go go back to to TV shows when i was growing up and look at teenagers cuz you're just you're just doing it you're like playing a part it's bizarre <laughs> but the impact that it has on you is so so rough and i have three that all come home at once right now and it's absolute chaos and i was talking with eric about it after our show last week which is at some point you have to like tell yourself they've become real people who can manage their own problems but they will still endlessly talk about their own problems so all you can do is go, uh-huh, I know, it was hard for me too. And they'll go, ugh, you don't understand. <laughs> and you go, you're right, I don't. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, See, that's why I'm just going to uh, a teenager. Nothing, nothing prepares you for how hard it hits because it's, it's stunning. It is absolutely stunning. And I, my, product, my productivity breaks down, honestly. 3 o'clock, 3.30 – things grind to a screeching halt and if I'm working on something important, I tell my wife, I say, listen, I, I can't do the constantly monitoring children thing so you have to manage them much more carefully right now. I'm working um, right now. <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't fly. Because I'm sitting in front of a computer and my, my wife's perception unfortunately can't equate that to work.
2: I, th- I think you're also in a... a, a well, I can't say that because my wife... We had the conversation before I started remote work about how remote work actually functions and she's been very understanding. But at the same time, you're in a salary position so you get paid whether you're working or not right now.
1: And- right, and, and the way I've always worked is in in spurts of incredible productivity with extended downtime or a slow time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, I, I'm, you know, I'm
2: more looking from her point of view. So when I first moved out here, my first remote working job, I was in the same position. It was salary. Luckily, I'd already had the conversation with my wife who understood what remote work was. After that, the job changed more to an hourly pay more for bookkeeping and trying to get more more hours out of their contractors. So by switching to sure. hourly, I had better control over what I made, but I also had to work more to get that, where at a salary position, you're like, eh, do I really need to put in 40 hours this week? If I put in 30, I'm going to get paid the same, right? if I put in 50, I'm not going to make any more. So why even bother trying to put in more than 40? So if you were an hourly employee and you got paid for the hours you worked, I think you could better relay that to wife, kids, or other people that surround you that could distract you.
1: And I kind of do. So when I first went remote, um, everyone's opinion was, well, you know, that's hard. 'Cause you're just gonna you're just gonna wanna lay down and play video games and skip work and and I've never for one second just stepped away or not shown up or anything like that. It's it's never occurred to me that yeah, I'm gonna just play video games today. That's what I'm gonna do. It's maybe it's a personality archetype or something, but when I'm I'm working, um absolutely working. When I'm on the clock, I'm working. And for me, I like to give deadlines on projects to people who request something from me. They'll say, hey, can you do this? And I say, yeah, three hours. Or yeah, two days. And if life is interfering with that actually happening, then I work until seven or I work until midnight. I let life interfere, but I still meet my deadline. Mm Mm-hmm. And establishing those personal deadlines is what's allowed me to do the kind of hourly behavior, but it's it also lets me get up and deal with the kids for two hours if I need to, because I'm still gonna meet my deadline.
2: It's a good way to look at look at it, deadlines as being a key. I have a big distraction. Yeah,
1: it, God. it's not something that anyone I work for asks me for. They don't they don't ask me for how long this is gonna take. Or what is this going to be available by tomorrow morning? I just volunteer that information anytime they give me a project, I respond back with, "Here's my time estimate, which I actually, I did that this week. I was converting from gulp to purely Webpack. And so getting my head around gulp, looking at things, looking at my gulp file, looking at Webpack and how the things are different. I got a good block of code converted, and I told my boss, hey, this is great. I'll have this done for you by noon uh, tomorrow. I I can just wipe through the whole thing. And then I started scrolling through the gulp file and realized that it was 1,200 lines long. (laughs) That's a big gulp file. in In my head, I was thinking 500 max. Like, why would it be more than 500? But then... The realization just sort of dawned on me. I'm like, "Oh, I way underestimated this. This is a massive manual task that I'm undertaking." But I communicate that with my boss. I communicate that with Jose, and and I think that's that's what keeps me targeted on golf? track. Yeah, it's multi. We we run a multi-domain monolith system, so I can't say anything because you know, I don't really use. My
2: my use of Gulp is when I am doing test-driven development, It's it equates down to a Gulp watch running only the test that I'm currently working on.
1: <laughs> so it, it's very bare-bones. Yeah, we can't even do that because... Well, we can run Gulp watch, but uh, every time we run Gulp, it's like a five-minute run. Yeah, it's crazy. My big thing
2: when it comes to distractions is in in things like communication tools, like Slack. And I find myself like, I want to be part of those conversations, but I end up having to mute channels. So there's, are certain channels where I'm like, I want to be notified only when I'm mentioned other channels. I want to be notified when there's any conversation, just obviously for bugs or when it comes to operations, I want to be fully involved. And then we have developer-centric channels that it's like, I want to be involved in those, but there are times where it's just nonstop, back and forth, so I end up having to mute them just to get rid of that distraction.
1: Yeah, Slack is my literally only social anything, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't mind Slack so much. My <laughs> issue is YouTube. Um, I, I subscribe to a lot of channels that I listen to but don't watch and you know since i would say november of last year cnn has become a pretty regular constantly refreshed website mm-hmm. but i mean my way of dealing with it is that i i establish expectations of myself and i make sure that i meet them
0: i've been um i i've been guilty of watching too much youtube from time to time i, I i've i've tried to I've pretty much banned myself from YouTube um, during work hours. I, I've gotten much more into making sure I get some music playing in the background. I, I feel like it, if I can get some music playing, that seems to fill that void that that I need some sort of activity around me, some sort of noise around me. I can't work in a, in just a dead quiet office. I don't know if any, either one of you two are like that, but... Oh,
2: no, I can't s- at all. I haven't seen some music you s- going, yeah.
0: Yeah, that used to be my excuse for running YouTube. They like, oh, go, I'm not going to watch this. I'm just going to play it in the background. And then I end up watching half of whatever the video is and and losing losing time. So I, I've definitely found myself back into some music. But I, I have a question for you, Thomas. I'm sorry, John. Aww. I didn't catch up.
2: More Thomas questions. I yeah. feel so loved. Be- before that, I know a lot of people that have a TV in their office and then I start saying, how Eric. is it any different than watching YouTube? And Eric doesn't have a TV YouTube, in his office
1: anymore. I, I can tell you absolutely, YouTube is 10-minute chunks that you have to go and pick another video every 10 minutes. Whereas a TV is droning commercials
0: commercial noise is, c- commercials is what do, does it for me in TV like i i can't watch live television well, even, the commercials it, yeah. drive me nuts oh it's
2: terrible but if you're watching things like cnn or msnbc any of those like yeah. news stations they're just saying the same thing over and over again anyway yeah yeah
1: i mean even if you're listening to npr the stories repeat four times a day yeah
2: which annoys me because it's always like i'm listening i'll, I'll hear a story <laughs> I, I have to go do something and I get back in my car and it's the same story. I'm like I just heard this. I want <laughs> so <I'm>
0: like, <laughs> I want more news.
2: Well, the timing is just like how am I how did I schedule it perfectly where I'm hearing the same story again. All
0: right, Thomas, you're my you're my go-to guy on video games and Oh on, boy. I hope you're going
1: to talk about what you're talking about.
0: On Reddit,
1: I Rock saw Elite. this just
0: slew of yeah. memes on EA. What is going on with EA and the new Star Wars?
1: It, Good talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> is it really is that complicated? It really is. Okay. Um, EA is known for being a uh, a um. An evil corporation a bad company Um, they're known for buying studios and then dissolving them to take the game properties Um, it, it gets very 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 complicated but EA is basically the the gigantic towering behemoth of the gaming industry right now and they have the license from Disney for the Star Wars franchise and their new game, Battlefront 2, is a Star Wars franchise game. Which got, people
0: have been raving about for months. Oh, this is coming out. Look how gorgeous it is. Yeah. I, I've heard all of this talk about it.
1: Well, people are sheep and they keep falling for the same tricks over and over again. It's amazing. But uh, what happened was they did a pre release version of the game, and a lot of people got into it and realized that they couldn't play as the quote-unquote hero characters, which were in the previous game, until they had purchased them using in-game credits. Um, A user on Reddit identified that purchasing the Darth Vader hero would take you, if you didn't spend cold hard cash, 40 hours of in-game time, not including menuing, waiting, queuing. So it would take a very long time to unlock that single hero character. The thing about the hero characters is that they're incredibly overpowered, and they make multiplayer matches into an unfair, unbalanced game. Um, So if only people who are paying for the hero characters can play the hero characters, then the game is a platform called pay to win pay to win is looked down upon in the gaming industry because it means that you're charging people to be better at the game instead of relying on actual skill of any kind. So essentially what EA has done is taken cheating and monetized it um monetizing it at 40 hours for a single character is incredibly grotesque um
0: okay. if you don't mind me asking and i uh, agree with you john and i had a similar talk about like when a game is free uh you know paying for for in-game purchases on a free game like we both kind of agreed you know we're okay like if it's a good game uh we would be okay with it. Like the, the battle, Battlefront uh, game, for example. That's a free game. And I, I haven't played it yet, but I'm just saying if I, if I did play it, I enjoyed it, I would be okay with buying loot crates or whatever they're called um, in, in that game. Or, or whatever, you know, buying a skin or something. Because I am getting something out of it. But this game, you pay for up front.
1: $60. It's a premium title.
0: Wow. Wow, how so, much does how much does it cost to level up? Like, is is it is it like oh yeah, three dollars and you can be Darth Vader, or is it like thirty dollars? It's closer
1: to the range of two hundred.
0: No, it's not. Yes, you have to pay two hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, GameSpot is, is it by chance? A, it is a combination of chance and paid. So what you do is you pay to get a crate. The crate has random contents. So the it's, contents that are duplicates bis- can be sold off for credits. But Games GameSpot, which is a game review media site, paid hundred dollars for crates and was unable to unlock a hero character. So-, so
0: you can't you can't even say I want to be Darth Vader. How much does that cost? You just have to. It's like luck of the draw. Yeah. Right. You just buy. So,
1: this is where it compounded, though. This is where it compounded, is that... So this this came up, it was a single thread in Reddit that somebody said, hey, uh, if you want to unlock all the characters in the game, then say goodbye to 4,000 hours of gameplay, because that's what it'll cost. Um, or pay cash. If you're going to pay cash, it runs to about $2,200. Uh, EA responded. The game hasn't been released yet. So EA responded and said hey, we're still balancing things, we're trying to figure out, but, and then the quote is, the intention is to have players have a sense of accomplishment for unlocking characters. So now, their response was total PR bullshit. And I've had a long discussion about this with my friend who's in the gaming industry, and the reality is that you have to do this. You have to do some kind of post-monetization, because what they're doing is running online servers that are intended to support uh, hundreds of thousands of players simultaneously for potentially a two-year period of time before the next game comes out. You have to do this incentivization program. A lot of games do this. Overwatch does it, Rocket League does it, Counter-Strike does it, but... The but, combination well, but, of how it's done, why it's done, and then their excuse for it was what really upset people.
0: I was to say, over Overwatch though, you can't level up. Like you can get skins, you can get, I think maybe weapons. Right, but right. You so that's can't called level it's, up a that's called
1: cosmetic upgrades, which means that yeah. the, the experience is the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how much you pay, the experience is still the same. Uh, EA is clearly doing pay-to-win here where there are unlockables which improve auto-aiming for controller users or unlockables which increase damage for the blaster weapon. Uh, That kind of thing which makes it a pay-to-win game which makes it very frowned upon in the community. Someone who just has $10,000 can be the best player in the game just because they have $10,000 to spend on it.
2: I I got sucked into a, a game like this on my android for a while and
1: clash of clans no castle clash very similar castle clash castle, yeah. C- castle crashers no castle clash oh that's right we talked we talked about this yeah. you for some reason fell in for the uh the clone version
2: <laughs> whatever it was i enjoyed playing it i really enjoyed it and like you know for 99 cents whatever you know and i think they they realize who's gonna pay them, so what annoyed me was there were a handful of characters that with those, you could do a hell of a lot more, but it was all luck of the draw. So you're that 99 cents, you get,
1: you know, a chance to get them, but it's a very small chance. And that just, so this, this appreciate. comes from, this comes from a thing called whales, which was a term that was first applied to the gaming industry by roxio the creators of angry birds Mm -hmm. um where it turned out that they were making i think it was 150 million dollars a month from one percent of their player base and so they tuned their algorithm to appeal exclusively to those people who had essentially infinite disposable income and it turned into a game where if you spent more money you were better at the game. That that was the end of it. The winners of the game in the end were the ones who spent all the money. Um, mm-hmm. You you couldn't even, as a skilled player, come close to anything that a a whale would manage. Um, mm. And if even if you had a twenty thousand dollar budget, you know, three months from now, if the person who has a forty thousand dollar budget would beat you. Because they would continue modifying the algorithm to favor people who continued to spend money. So from Roxio came Supercell. Supercell uh, created a game called Boom Beach, which failed or or didn't do well. But then they created Castle Crashers and um, Clash of Clans, which were sort of new genres for the mobile phones. And they made amazing amounts of money from it. Like I said, this gets is this, super Is this why we see Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger now pitching uh, mobile apps, mobile games? Yeah, this... absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, mobile games are worth a huge amount of money from a very, very, very small number of people paying for them. Hmm. But it's the size of the community that matters, so it's a balancing act to keep the whales paying. And what EA is being accused of in this instance is trying to fish for whales. They're trying to orient the game towards people who have infinite disposable income which means that the people who paid $60 and expected to be able to have the whole game for $60 don't get the whole game. Mm. Mm. Um, Their response was not earnest and then a combination of other things happened where their response continued to not be earnest and like I said, I, I talked with my, my friend who's in the game dev industry about this, and the reality is, if you bought the gold cartridge Zelda, if you bought Zelda for your Nintendo, it was $60. If you buy a the most expensive title for PC, it's $60 today. There is a, a disparity in the income that these companies are trying to overcome because players aren't willing to accept inflation as real they're not willing to spend a hundred dollars on a game anymore but they'll spend five hundred dollars if you sell them the game for 60 and then charge them for shark cards or charge them for uh, EA credits they're called crystals or you charge them for shortening time for building items and so what, what they're doing is understandable. That, it's, it's
2: a dollar here, a dollar
1: there, and you're on to right. pay for it. And a dollar here, a dollar there is something that people are generally okay with, but when it comes down to $200 to unlock a popular character in a game that costs $60, people are not willing to accept that. Mm-hmm. If unlocking Darth Vader I, cost $5, I, I... this wouldn't be an issue.
0: I've always struggled with the pricing model, too. I mean, I understand how much work goes into it, and how how much companies...
1: You absolutely don't. Excuse me. (laughs) You don't know who you're
0: talking to. I absolutely do. But where I was going with that is uh, Justice League comes out tomorrow. And that is a probably, you know, well, not probably, definitely a multi-million dollar uh, blockbuster I mean, they... Sure. Yeah, they yeah. spent a lot of money. We're doing a Diego Dev day at the movie theater and we, you know, got tickets for the team, spent less than probably the cost of whatever video game is produced by this movie. So, we'll go there as a team, watch the movie for 2 hours and, you know, but for that for less money than it would have cost one of us to go out and buy the game. You get what I'm saying? It's like, why, why, is, why, is that, why is that cost disparity there? It's, if, the, if the movie costs that much money to create, and yet I can still... Now I, I still think I, we pay too much to go see a movie in a movie theater, but I can still go see the movie for 10 $15. Bucks. That's the
1: difference. That's the difference. You are in a position where you can complain about how expensive theaters are these days, whereas gamers are not in that position and haven't been for 20 years. For 20 years, game sales have been at the same base price of $60, and gamers cannot complain about the price of their video game because it's been stuck at $60. Because when they tried I, to release $70 po- games, no one bought them.
0: No, but I'm saying I don't understand why they're $60. I don't understand why they cost that much.
1: Because,
2: you're, because it was in smaller, 1988. Smaller, in a smaller <laughs> pool of people I, I honestly.
1: Them. I honestly don't think you understand how big these game development teams are. I they absolutely
0: are, understand. I they promise are ten
1: you. times larger. That. They are ten times larger than the film. They hire. They they poach
0: our developers. I I know how big they are. <laughs> All right, listen. We're running. You long. cannot use Psionics as running, an
1: example. We're we're running. I can long because
0: here. they're doing the same and thing.
2: They charge for. They skins. absolutely are not. Not the same thing. They're, yeah, they, I'm they charge
1: sorry. cosmetics. Yeah, they charge for cosmetics. And they did so at the request of the community. The community tried... They tried to give away content. And the community said, no, we want to buy new cards. We want to buy new skins. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I didn't mean to say they they were trying to to do the same thing that the other game was doing.
1: Like I said, it's really complicated because then you get into Tencent, which is the Chinese company. The Chinese are willing to pay $0 for a game. So the biggest company in China... Is a game called Ten- is a company called Tencent and they make free to play games and they cater exclusively to the free to play market. And because Chi- the the Chinese will not spend one dollar buying a game, but they will spend two hundred dollars upgrading their character. Mm-hmm. All right. The Americans are the same way we we'll, I, we'll spend I already sixty, said it. But not 7 we We're
0: running along, and I got I got one more thing I want to talk about. But before before I hit on it, I don't think we've touched any of your cards, Thomas. There's I'll give you one card. Do you want to hit one card before we move on?
1: I have some cards waiting in the wings for the PHP 7.2 release, but so that I no, take that I as a no. I I don't think I'm going to dig into this. Besides, what tailwinds? Besides? tailwind yeah. css. Yes. I like it. Do you? I do. You've bought into it. You you drink that Kool-Aid, did you? I am I'm I'm kind of about it. I de- I've I've been working on a top secret application as you guys know. Mhm. And um I don't do front end. I just hate it. Generally dislike ever touching front end, but developing my own application as a one-man shop, uh, I have to do front end stuff before I give a proposal to an investor. And I used Tailwind for it, and it came together surprisingly fast and nice looking. I'm hearing that
0: a lot. So what, what is it about Tailwinds that does that for you?
1: So Tailwind has this thing called utility classes, mm-hmm. where it takes combinations of CSS features and, and binds them into a class. Um, I guess it's an old idea, but Tailwind takes it a step further with a lot of examples and a lot of pre-built This is what the internet looks like in our current iteration stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you want it to look like this, call these five classes, and then you're good. If you want every button on your website to look like this, call these five classes. But then you can also edit the Tailwind.js file and create a brand new class. So you can say mywebsite-button. And now every time you use the class mywebsite-button, it applies those five utility classes and... It's all compiled through Node, so it's running just pure CSS, it's not running a lot of smart stuff on the fly, it's all compiled beforehand. And the documentation's great, it gives really modern looking fresh examples, and it's, I mean, it, it's copy and paste code for, in my opinion, people who don't do a lot of CSS.
0: Hmm. I, I still I, have not checked it out. I, I've listened to some of the podcasts and I've seen the the Twitter, you know, yeah. have go you, crazy. Have you about compared
2: it? it to Bootstrap
1: or Foundation. Like, why is it different? Better, the same. My my understanding of Bootstrap is that Bootstrap is flexible, but it's not pre configured to be pretty. So, uh, I brought this up on our on our Slack channel and. One of our, uh, one of your guys's contractors, Jason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: hmm He's he sort of poo-pooed it very quickly, and said it looks like these other ten things that I like and use and they're they're better. Um, but they're things I'd never heard of, so I just went with Tailwind and checked it out. I um, keep it wrong.
0: J- Jason is a front-end guy, so he's kind right. Of been in that that niche for a while
1: i don't think what they're doing is very new but i think it is an excellent implementation of concepts that have been around for four years or so and it's good documentation and you can't discount the quality you know the value of good documentation good documentation is what makes laravel so good
0: interesting yeah and of course Tailwind is kinda of coming out of the Laravel community. A bunch of uh, key Laravel people are involved with it. So Yeah,
1: Adam Wathen is one of the big contributors to it and he's very connected with the Laravel community and, and Taylor and Jeffrey Way and So that's where I heard that's where I heard it from in the first place.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so the thing I want to talk about, not that that wasn't exciting, and I, I wouldn't mind diving more into it, but we're, we're pretty long on time here, so I, I do want to move on. We we'll might earmark that to circle back around. I, I Curious how you feel about it after a couple of weeks. Um, I, and I, I need to talk to Jason some more about it, too, because I, I know, like you said, he didn't mention some other projects that, that are similar. But the thing I want to talk about is Facebook. Have you been keeping eye your eye on your Facebook ads? Oh. And anything exciting come up?
1: I I disabled the ad blocker for Facebook specifically. Did you get any bikini ads?
0: Listen, listen for our listeners involved. Let me catch everybody up who might not be familiar. Although we've I've had several people reach out to me on whether or not it, it, this worked. Last week when we talked, I mentioned that I listened to uh, another podcast called Reply All where they were speculating, or, or the story that they were covering is whether or not Facebook listened to an open mic every time you launched the application, or if that open mic was only hot uh, when you're using specific functions that required a microphone within the app. And there's this there's this conspiracy theory out there that's no Whenever you launch the Facebook app, it it turns on that microphone and listens to what's being said. So we we did a little test to kind of see what results we have. Now it, it wasn't scientific
1: test, and it's only been a <laughs> you week. Air, you air quoted that, but that wasn't necessary. It wasn't remotely scientific.
0: It was <laughs> mm-hmm. and after we had done this, I talked to Thomas a few days later. I'm like, are you seeing any difference in your Facebook ads? He goes, I don't see any ads. I'm like, well, why not? He goes, oh I got ad-, ad blocked. I'm like, well then dude, you got it's not going to magically appear. You gotta turn off the ad block to see if we see the ads. So I, I got I got uh Thomas to turn off ad block for Facebook and I have done the same thing. I have turned off ad block as well. Now I'm going to say leading into this uh First thing, kill the suspense. No speedo ads, uh, no bathing suit ads, no even remotely close pool accessory ads or anything like that. Um, but I did turn off ad block. I, I hadn't been getting ads on my Facebook uh, stream uh, for a while, and I was actually pretty shocked with the, the ads I, I was getting. And I mean, the the one that didn't surprise me was my Facebook is plastered with Samsung ads, and
1: it was easy really?
0: to yeah it was easy to extrapolate how that happens because I have Samsung phones matter of fact, my entire family has Samsung phones, and the app that I log into on my mobile device is a Samsung phone so um, i figured okay it knows that my last couple of phones have been a samsung phone that i've logged in through the app so it knows i'm a i'm a i prefer samsung so that that didn't surprise me what did surprise me however i i I, my my facebook persona and my twitter persona are very very different i i almost never talk about my professional life on facebook my my facebook well you wear a
1: dress most of the time on facebook too
0: my facebook life is very much about people from my past and people i know and not Uh, about baseball
1: oh my god not about the industry
0: but enabling ads i saw so much geek stuff as far in like uh, google dev camps uh, a bunch of amazon stuff for um you know computer and computer products and I'm like, how is it? How is it figuring all this out? Like, I couldn't explain it all. I'm like, I like, there was some. I'm like, how did it? How would it even know to advertise this to me?
1: Well, clearly, Facebook thinks you're a bad programmer.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. And, and it was very spooky how on the nose it was. Like, as far as the relevance of the ads to me in in an in aspect of my life that I don't feel like I shared on Facebook. So it it it's, yeah, I mean, there's... Why there do you think sharing it on Google? Facebook
1: has any relevance?
0: Well, because it's Facebook.
1: Right, but so. Facebook does analytics for every search engine other than Google. Like, there's a Facebook cookie on your Stack Overflow page. They mm. know that you're on Stack Overflow. Also, do you have a Facebook developer account attached to the same email address? No, not
0: my Facebook email. Matter of fact, my Facebook email is not, uh, as far as I know, it's not attached to anything. It's one of these uh, unique to Facebook. Uh, it's back in the day when like, every site I logged into was a unique email. But it does know I work for Diego Dev. So I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it did some matching through there.
1: Well, I can tell you, I got almost the exact same thing, but it was more targeted towards developing for Facebook Apps or developing for targeted platforms. I got tons of ads for uh, here's how you monetize your product on Facebook. Here's how you develop a product for Facebook. Here's how uh, SEO engines work. I mean, it knew I was a developer. That didn't surprise me at all. I have a developer.facebook.com account attached to the same email address, which it it's... That's the big number one indicator,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I mean I, I can tell you the tabs I have open right now are Trello, GitHub, uh, Chrome plugin permissions, JSFiddle.net, ViewDevelopers.com, GitHub, Tailwind, Chrome Developer, Chrome Developer, OAuth, okay. N-A- GitHub, tabs Laravel, N A N A N A. <laughs> Only one of them. Only one at a time. Um, that's on one page. Simple cast, fast AI, uh, Laravel Spark. Okay, Level okay, I, I get it. You got so a lot of tabs. It's open. What's all your point? developer stuff. All Jesus. I do is developer stuff or porn, and porn's not allowed on Facebook.
0: So you, you're saying it's keeping track of all these tabs you have open?
1: Yeah. Huh. That's the whole global cookie thing. That's the whole problem. So, with anyways, I'm going
0: I'm gonna to continue to keep ads unblocked for probably another week, but I've I've kind of I've kind of shooed this one up because if if you listen to the show, the ads showed up pretty instantaneously, like within the next day or two. But i I'm gonna keep ads turned off for another week just to see if anything happens to pop on my, my feed, but yeah, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's I, I think I think it's debunked at this point.
2: So, what are you guys using for Facebook ad blocker? Is it a Chrome plugin? Uh, same thing using? everyone should use.
0: AdBlock is what I'm using. Ooh, bad call. That and Ghostly are the two that I use.
1: Good call, but AdBlock is dangerously bad. Do you not know that?
0: I think you explained this to me once before, and I, I really don't value your opinion too highly so i'm not too worried about it
1: uh adblock plus went to a profit platform which allowed companies to buy in their advertisements this, um, isn't, ad,
0: this isn't adblock plus this is just adblock i think adblock same. plus is a
1: di- different
0: no i think it's different
1: i use something called ublock origin i've seen that was, one that was the first one to block cryptocurrency I, miners it i was, think uh i
0: think the russians developed that one
1: it still works with YouTube. I, I, on, like, I read an article class. on
0: how it, it stole votes. In stole votes? Votes? Yeah, no. It stole boats votes, votes and it uh, and it turns your microwave into a surveillance device. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. See how that works? That sound, I can make up right. stories too. I can I can do it.
1: I didn't make that story up. That's how that works.
0: Just tell it again. I can do Microwaves it.
1: Microwaves are a security risk. Just trust me.
0: No. <laughs> Alright, I've gotta go. I, I share an office with my wife now and she needs to come in and actually start to go to work, so I, I have a hard stop now.
1: You have a hard out you have an, you have a good excuse now? Yeah,
0: yeah. I should have I should have I should have used that card a half hour ago because yeah. I don't know if she needs to get in here.
1: For some reason I disabled U Block
2: Origin.
0: Anyway, I'm, I'm John that's great. Keep it Yes,
2: underway. We
0: will pick we will pick this up we'll pick this up next week. Okay, this this is it. This has been episode 84 of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric Van Johnson.
1: He's, he's still John Congdon. I'm John Congdon. I'm John Congdon. I'm John Congdon. I'm, John I'm Tom wright Keep, Keep it ugly. ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Deaf Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.